Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Good morning. Happy Monday. A two NFL games kind of Monday here on Bet the Edge powered by PointsBet with Drew Densick. I'm Sarah Perlman. Who's in and who's out for the Browns tonight against the Raiders? Are they the rightful favorite? Not right now. We'll see how this number transitions throughout the day. Beat writer Mary Kay Cabot's going to join us and answer those questions. And, of course, it's Monday. We got some NFL props to give out. We have Prop King himself, Von Zell, to pinpoint some wagers he's all over for tonight. He's also going to give us a, a little jump start on some of the lines for Week 16. And, of course, we have our Edge of the Day. So much more coming up here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. Not that it matters, Drew. I was out of town on Friday. I missed you guys, but I was back in town to watch a lot of the Sunday's games here at my parents' house. My dad has a sick kind of setup of four screens, so I was able to digest a lot of the games. Plays came through. Overall, good weekend. Your plays, obviously, um, were lights out yesterday in the NFL. Overall, how was your weekend? It was great. I was pretty satisfied with all the NFL action. And you know, usually we're putting a bow on the on the NFL week on this Monday morning, but there are still four games left. <laughs> and there are still games that mean a ton in the playoff picture. The It is as muddy as ever who's ultimately going to get in the AFC. Uh, the only thing you can really take away from yesterday's games as far as who was a – there were two enormous winners. And it was the Chiefs who didn't play. <laughs> and it was the Green Bay Packers. Correct. Everyone else <laughs> in the top of the NFC takes a meaningful step backwards. Bucks give up a stinker. Oh, by the way, Bucks, that injury situation now really is going to be a sweat. Really I think Godwin probably back for the playoffs. But, oh, man, there all of a sudden things got real, real uh, sketchy for that offense. And then, yeah, the Cardinals absolute no-show against the Lions that did, did not see that coming uh and then uh yeah the realistically that the Packers pretty much can sew up the one seed here if they just don't uh stumble down the stretch and then on the flip side the Chiefs kind of luck box their way into a win on Thursday night football in my opinion and then uh everybody else takes a step backwards in the race for the AFC so uh it looks like your Chiefs could potentially steal a bye get the one seed and all of a sudden that market is completely flipped upside down instead of a wide open AFC. It's a, you know, hugely top heavy chiefs number now. So um, we talked about it earlier in the season. Could that be the case? And we looked around week seven, I believe we're getting ready now for week 16 and it is kind of how we thought it would be pretty wild. I know you bought back in at a good price for the Kansas city chiefs, but large in part, as you said, the, the NFL postseason race does remain pretty open. You talked about, of course, the Packers clinching the playoffs and of course the NFC North, the Ravens, 
did cover. And let's go over how the book kind of did as I take a look at where the most of the money came in for points bet. Yesterday, underdog, six and four against the number. Four of those wins straight up as underdogs. We had the Lions, the Texans beat the Jaguars, regardless of the head coach drama, the Bengals and the Saints playing the Buccaneers on Sunday night football, as you said. Unders were key, six and four to the under. Points bet did pretty good with the Lions, of course, upsetting the Cardinals. 90% of the money came in on Arizona. The Ravens last minute, of course, came up with that cover. 85% of the spread handle came in on Green Bay. Um, But good games for the public and yourself as well, and I'm so happy I failed you on that. Bengals plus three. Beating the uh, beating the Broncos, seventy percent of the handle was on Cincinnati. So good win by you. Had to sweat that out just a little bit. It is pretty crazy though, as as we kind of said, we look at the playoffs and how this season's forming, and only kind of fifteen weeks in and, and getting ready, and it just is. So crazy to see what's left to remain. I think kind of what you said for the NFC North and the Packers getting that one seed early on in the week seems like the sure thing. Yeah, and uh, funny thing is uh, there was all this action, all this playoff drama, all this intrigue. Uh, we didn't even mention the Colts' incredible win over the Patriots, which really uh, puts yes. them back in the in not just back in the mix for a playoff spot, but they're all of a sudden live now for the AFC South, um, a race that you'd have thought was done and over by the time the Titans beat the Colts for the second time, but. Um, that's opened up again and uh, realistically like uh, we have so many more chips to fall before we have a real idea of what the playoff picture is going to look like and that's exciting Uh, all that said the most interesting thing that happened yesterday I get a little note around nine o'clock a.m my time somebody who's at the um, uh, Panthers Bills game and it's like I think the kicker is limping off the field for the Panthers (laughs) and I was like what he's like yeah no he's like Uh really limping the kicker and uh flip open all the books and of course there's lots of field goal prop markets open and it was just click away uh no field goals for the panthers no field goals and then you know social media starts to circulate uh, well now i'm kind of ticked off because i didn't get a text from you um so obviously drew lost my number over the weekend which is weird because (laughs) with the icloud and iphone most people have numbers back up so what the hell is that drew I don't want to hear about your success. Well, I didn't want to lead you down friend. the road that was uh, that was sketchy. And by by the time like uh, social media kind of started circulating video of PJ Walker down. attempting field goals, yeah. and then it was like, oh well, now everything's minus four hundred. So, uh, you know, it was it was a there was this tiny window to load up on the kicking on the field goal props against the Panthers. But uh, you're lucky uh, pretty... I was in flight before the game yesterday, <laughs> coming back and flying yeah. to Florida because I would have missed my opportunity. But if I was home and I didn't get your text, I'd have to end the show early because I'd be so upset. <laughs> but kudos to you for getting that note. Eyes in the sky for the Panthers game. Dubs all around for Drew Densick. We're going to continue breaking down some of the games because we do have two NFL games tonight, of course, and two tomorrow. Um, we're headed down the backstretch of the NFL season and the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by points that has you covered with Sunday night seven We're giving you a shot to win $1 million every Sunday night throughout the rest of the regular season. It's free, so easy to play. So predict what's going to happen between the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys for a chance to win. Be sure to download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. Listen up, we got to give out some props today, and I'm fired up about two games tonight. One of my best props, I'm going to save that for Edge of the Day at the end of the show. But let's welcome in Von Delzell, who's been cleaning up this season in the prop market. 
Vaughn, hope you had a great birthday last week. Thanks for filling in for me on Friday. Welcome you back on now to take a look at some action we can get involved in tonight. And we do have the Chicago Bears playing the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings right now favored by seven. I actually kind of lean Bears in this spot. A little hesitant for a few reasons we'll get into. But um, I, I always lean to you to find out some props that are available right now that we can get involved in before kickoff later tonight. So let's hear it. Let's hear some of your favorites. Yeah, as you guys know, I definitely don't like the Vikings for the most part betting on them. So I lead the Bears as well. Uh, the Vikings are only three and seven on the money line last 10 trips to the Soldier Field as well. So, yeah, that six looks a little enticing, especially with the Bears offense looking better. So my two player props in this one, the first game is going to be Justin Jefferson uh, for the Vikings. Everyone loves to bet on this guy. I like him to score a touchdown because I found on DraftKings, the line's at minus 105, still at minus 105. Compared to everywhere else, you're getting a 150 or 170 for Jefferson to score a touchdown. So there's clear value at DraftKings right now at that line. He scored four times in the last four games, two straight games. He's second in yards behind Cooper Cup for the entire season. Adam Thielen is still out. So you know it's K.J. Osborne and Justin Jefferson along with Dalvin Cook, of course. And uh, heading into week 15, I mean, Justin Jefferson, number four in red zone targets for the season. I mean, he's been a beast. He has the sixth highest red zone share. And, of course, the Bears allow 17 touchdowns, the second most in the NFL to wide receivers. Back-to-back 100-yard games for J.J. the past two years against Chicago. I mean, this just seems like an eat-up spot for him continually. So I love Justin Jefferson finding the end zone. And in the same game, my other play, it's going to be Darnell Mooney, over 50.5 receiving yards now. This line is on the move. I played up to 54.5, 55-plus. Allen Robinson remains out. This guy's had 31 targets. All right, in the last three games with Allen Robinson out, that is ridiculous. If you can get over three and a half receptions, I like that as well. I probably would not play the four and a half unless it's for good plus money. But like we talked about Travis Kelsey, Drew, it was a big bounce back spot for him when we came on the podcast, mm-hmm. talked about him. And I'm not saying Darnell Mooney's getting 190 yards, but 90 yards <laughs> on the spot. So I think Mooney's going to have a big game. The Vikings defense allows second most yards to wideouts this season, um, the most fantasy points to all wideouts in all of the NFL. So. Ooh. Like Dodgecoin to the moon with Darnell Moon. Yeah. Uh, Vikings defense is super, super sus. Very, very soft at, in coverage at times, particularly, uh, you know, I guess my, my I haven't bet this game. My approach, literally, I, I agree with you guys in spirit. I think ultimately the Vikings probably win. But uh, really, I'm just going to sit on my hands and wait for the Vikings to have a 14 to nothing lead and then just fire away on Bears line. Because at yeah. that point, because Vikings let everyone back in. Everyone. The, no lead is safe. Uh, no. And so, realistically, can't uh, stress I think that the, enough. No yeah. lead is safe with the <laughs> not with the Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> not with the Vikings. Not the way they play. So they absolutely do not know how to keep their foot on on the throat of their opponent. And uh, Bears will have their their moment to shine in this one. And so, really, if we're talking about a game state where you know Bears are in comeback mode, that makes that Mooney prop that much tastier. So, exactly. uh, fantastic looks. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on the Thursday games. I'm a little what's the right word annoyed uh the way that these kind of postponements worked out like i thought it was going to help me but ultimately it just got a bunch of good bets that i had canceled and now now my seahawks number is not you know i had huge closing line value potentially on that one and now it's back out to seven do you think that this is a fair price considering the rams are getting a bunch of guys back or do you think the seahawks still have a puncher's chance in this nfc west clash yeah, well, when I saw that Jalen Ramsey is going to be coming back, Lockett is out. I mean, right there, you know, DK Metcalf is going to probably get locked up by Ramsey this weekend. That's going to make it hard for Seattle to, you know, score and, and be able to move the ball on them. And the last five times these two teams have met, Seattle scored 20 or fewer points all five times. Uh, so certainly that's a pretty hard number to back on the Seattle aspect. I like L.A. in this spot. Shout out to the producers. They gave me an interesting note that everyone should know about. When the Rams lead at halftime, they're 44-0 under Sean McVay. When they do not lead at halftime, they are six and twenty-five. 
All right. So clearly you could just wait to halftime of Rams games and find out what you want to bet on this one. But <laughs> the Rams have beat uh, Seattle for the last five times. I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are back just because their last two wins. I mean, we're talking about outside of the Niners being them two times, two of their other three wins have been against the Jaguars and the Texans. Okay. I'm not going to brag about Seattle. We've already talked about Russell Wilson's on his way out. This is the last season. They're not making the playoffs. Let's go Rams minus the seven. I like it. And I think with all the pieces back, it should be a pretty nice game where they can cover by uh, they can win by double digits. Yeah, I was a little bit torn on this game. Of course, there was news about OBJ earlier in the week or last week, rather. Would he play? He's good to go. Jalen Ramsey, good to go. As you said, certainly most of the bets now coming in with you on the Rams. Um, this number came down to around five and a half, but the COVID news, injury news has now pushed this back. Close to 70% of the handle right now for tomorrow's game is coming in on your side. What you like, the points, laying it with the Los Angeles Rams. As I look ahead to week 16, we've kind of learned, and everyone knows this at bets a lot, normally if you want to beat the market, you bet earlier in the week unless you're probably waiting for a certain reason or news to come out. Um, mm -hmm. As I look for early week 16 lines, ones that stands out to both you and I is the Ravens. They're playing the Bengals. They're getting yeah. points right now at points bet two and a half. And there are some playoff implications even for tonight. We'll break down the Browns game in just a little bit, but the AFC North is wide open and it's really going to come down to the final few games. This is a perfect game to kind of look at and see who we like to win the division. So I mentioned Cincinnati here laying two and a half points right now. The totals at 44 and a half, of course, question marks with this roster leading into week 16 crucial matchup. What's your early lean and how we can kind of beat the book early on in the week here. Yeah, the AFC North is insane right now. I mean, all these teams are so close. I can't wait to hear what Mary Kay says about the Browns because I was leaning Raiders minus three, but with all the injuries and COVID stuff now, that line's moved. So if Mary Kay says the Raiders are the play today, I'll be on that one. But I like the Ravens here. I want to get the – I want to obviously wait for Lamar Jackson news because that will change everything. This will become like one-point one, one point spread, a pick them, maybe even a Ravens minus one. But if you remember the Bengals trashed the Ravens early in the season, 41-17. to 17. That was the first loss to the Bengals of Lamar Jackson's career starting. He's 5-1 and one straight up against this team, and he's getting the plus three potentially if he plays. Obviously, Tyler Huntley has been amazing. I mean, he stepped it up five touchdowns. Uh, I don't think he has any turnovers in the two games he started. I mean, you know, one thing about this Bengals team is they don't play from behind very well. Uh, when they've trailed the season by 10 or more points, they are 1-4 on the money line. The only team that they did beat was the Jacksonville Jaguars. So congratulations for that victory. Uh, Lamar Jackson will definitely make this game, you know, what it is if he's playing. So, I like the. Plus I can't handle half. any more two point conversions at the end of the game. <laughs> that's the I thing. I can't. Also. I need the mark. I mean, those. That's that's the thing about the NFL. Drew and I talked about that tremendously on the Chiefs Chargers game about how it's going to be two point conversions, no field goals, a lot of um, you know fourth down conversions, and that's exactly what it is. That's the NFL nowadays, and the Ravens are a team like that too. But I think that can separate them from the Bengals in the spot. I I'm not believing in the Bengals all season long to be the playoff team making noise. The Bengals and the Browns, I know we've been opposite sides of those two teams for the most part, but uh, I think it's just a Ravens division. I think they're clearly the best team in the AFC North, and if they get the pieces back, I like them here. I would like to get the three, but with Lamar Jackson, the spread's going down, so the two and a half is fine. And our one of our favorite bets, besides the Matt Stafford, we had Lamar Jackson over 850 and a half rushing yards. We just mm. need one more game for him to play, and we cash that. So let's get that before Christmas, get some extra Christmas gifts on our, uh, under our tree this year. Okay, let's hope this, we can cash that futures bet. Go ahead, Drew. I got to ask you, though, like – the way Tyler Hundley was playing these last two games. I mean, you could probably back the Ravens and still feel okay with it. Like, I think he's pretty Well, that's good. what I'm saying. Like, is it is Lamar back an upgrade? 
If he's I mean, limited I, at all, if he's got a bum wheel, you know, if there, if he's, if, if this becomes like a, he's got to throw them back into uh-huh. the type of game, like Hundley, Hundley was pretty capable. I gotta say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, Lamar Jackson 2.0, certainly. I mean, I mean, he does everything Lamar can do. He's confident. And you heard him after his first start early this year and how, you know, he's like, I'm getting used to this game. I'm finding the speed of the game. And like my teammates believe in me. And I think, I, I mean, I like him. If he finishes the season for a couple games and Lamar comes back for the playoffs, like I feel even more better about the Ravens. Um, especially when we talked about them again this year and how this is so many contracts on this team are expiring after this year and they're mm-hmm. going to be moving on from some of those pieces. This could be the final year for the Ravens to really make that big playoff push to win a Super Bowl. So, uh, I mean, I've always I've been committed to the Ravens. I got their over 10 and a half wins this season. They're one of my favorite teams to make the AFC championship or go to the Super Bowl. And I'm still going to continue to back them in the spot. And Huntley has shown nothing to uh, to move off of that so far. Yeah, the Ravens have been so decimated with injuries. And we've kind of seen that in their futures market prices. And, of course, week to week, we're looking at them two and a half point dogs. Um, fairly quickly, Vaughn, before we let you go, I do want to take a look at the AFC North champion market. I'm looking right now at Cincinnati plus 155. Their favorites, of course, this upcoming week, week 16 against Baltimore. Baltimore plus 225. Mm-hmm. Cleveland plus 250. You want to look at Pittsburgh? They're eight to one. I don't think anyone's no. looking at them in the futures market right now to win the division. Vaughn, your thoughts here? Well, we need the Steelers to lose out. We got the under eight and a half wins and missed the playoffs. So uh, lose, lose, lose. Last, I mean, congrats on your win, Sarah, with the with the Steelers or the Titans. But I wasn't too happy about that one. I like Baltimore in the spots too. I mean, if they beat the Bengals this this week, that line flips, and you're getting the you're getting the Ravens now at the plus one fifty or a little bit less, and. Likewise for Cincinnati. So I still like the Ravens in this spot. Cleveland obviously has a lot of injuries and concerns right now. Uh, I'm mainly a Miles Garrett supporter, which I can't wait to hear about because we had his odds at plus 550 and plus 600. Uh, So we're coming down to it now to win that one. But I still like the Ravens in this spot. I think they are, besides the Chiefs, they're one of the better teams in the AFC to back right now. Obviously, the Colts will have something to say about that. But, you know, I'm not going to talk about the Colts. That's your team, Sarah. You keep cashing on them, not me. So. Not this week. Drew got the advantage for the Colts. Drew got that um, one. <laughs> yeah, he got that one. I took the wrong side. That's okay. I was at a sports having Boston. a few drinks. Shook it off. We came back I, with big wins on Sunday. I was in Let's- Boston and back to Patriots because I thought that was the right thing to do with everyone else in the world mm-hmm. there. And, you know, I look like a dummy hanging out with everyone. But I will say the Warriors and Celtics game was amazing. Knicks Celtics game was amazing. Uh, I might go to the Sixers game tonight. With the Celtics, Living so. the dream over there, Vaughn. Yeah. Literally, I'm going to see Spider-Man and, go to, and another NBA game. So, I mean, like <laughs> – how can my day get any better? But Vaughn's just coming on, bragging, that. dropping winners, and leaving. So, Vaughn, you're having a great Monday, probably better than most of us. You're the best. We appreciate you coming on. Enjoy your very exciting night. Let us know how Spider-Man and all of the games, whatever games you go to, the 76ers maybe tonight are. In the meantime, you could find Vaughn on Twitter at Sports, and you could check out all of his NFL props and handicap for Week 16 and even the games tonight and tomorrow on NBCSportsEdge.com. We'll talk to you soon, Vaughn. Have a, Vaughn, have a great night. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Drew. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Speaking of Christmas, uh, we have a really good promo for you coming up this week because you can give the gift of NBC Sports Edge Plus this holiday season. You can get 15% off annual subscriptions when you use the code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. This offer turns to Cole on December 31st. So visit NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus today. And remember, all of our premium tools for fantasy, DFS, and betting are included in that Edge Plus subscription. So be sure to use the code HOLIDAY15. You can give the code of helping people become a lot better betters and fantasy players with that HOLIDAY15 at checkout. All right, we are super excited to welcome in Mary Kay Cabot to help us break yes. down this Cleveland uh, Cleveland Browns and Raiders game because Mary Kay, I've been following you a ton on Twitter, trying to see exactly what's happening with the COVID situation, injury situation for the Cleveland Browns. And right now the Raiders, this line flipped over the last 30 minutes are favored by two and a half points. What exactly is the situation? Who's playing for the Cleveland Browns tonight? You know what? I am so shocked that more guys didn't make it back when they changed the yeah. rules that you only have to test negative one day instead of two, and they pushed the game all the way back to Monday from Saturday and uh, made it so that they could go all the way up until 2 p.m. today to activate guys. I thought for sure. I put the over and under at about seven on that, and I took mm -hmm. the push, and I really thought that they would get maybe three or four guys back one day and three or four guys back the other day. And really, uh, these rules changes and the postponement only netted three players for them. I can't believe it. And it's not Baker Mayfield. It's not Case Keenum. It's not Jarvis Landry, Jed Wills, Grant Delpit, Ronnie Harrison, Malik McDowell. So many guys are out. There are 22 players that are still on various COVID lists heading into this game and three coaches. Now, three of those players were on the practice squad, but they would have needed those guys as well, like JoJo Natson. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it could be a tough afternoon or late afternoon at First Energy Stadium, but they still have a number of really good defensive players out there. Yeah, let's also point out that there are some key guys in the interior of that offensive line who will be, will be back. And if this is a game that really they look to lean on the running attack, the fact that uh, at least the interior is going to be intact, I think is going to be pretty important. So fingers crossed that the Browns could still get it done because amazingly after as wild a roller coaster as their season has been, a win tonight means a lot in the quest to win the AFC North, which is still wide open. Curious your thoughts on this particular game and this handicap and what to expect out of the quarterback Mullins. I know that he did his, he's been a decent, uh, you know, better than replacement level, in my opinion, and, you know, coming off the bench uh, in his past stints. Does his style of play fit with, uh, you know, what the Browns want to do offensively? And, you know, can we expect him to be a capable backup in this very difficult spot? Well, if you had to get down to your number three, you want somebody that really knows the offense. And Nick Mullins does because he played for three years in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan. And that's what they run here. They run the Shanahan 
Kubiak offense as close as you can possibly get to that. So he knows what he's doing in that regard. Uh, the tricky part for him will be the fact that his tackle situations, those two things are challenged. Uh, they've got Jed Wills out and Jack Conklin is out. And now the backup starting right tackle, James Hudson is out. And as we all know, that's what the Raiders do well. I mean, they can get, they can bring the heat and get to the quarterback with Max Crosby and Yannick McGackaway. So uh, that's what is to watch for in terms of Nick Mullins and what he can do. And he doesn't have Jarvis Landry out there. So he's going to have to rely on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Anthony Schwartz will be back. He's not going to have Austin Hooper, but he does have David Njoku back. And as you mentioned, the interior of the line is still intact with Wyatt Teller coming back. So they should be able to run the ball against this 26th ranked run defense with Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson. And that's exactly what I want to kind of follow up with here. I look at some of the props for Nick Chubb and even Nick Mullins and what he could do running the ball. As I we mentioned earlier, Vegas favored by two and a half points. This total's ticking down with, of course, Baker Mayfield and so many players, as you mentioned, not able to get off this COVID list. Um, 40 and a half, that's the over-under for tonight. You know this Cleveland Browns team, and we look to target props and the total. Two kind of questions here. What exactly should their scheme be? Do you think they're just going to keep running the ball throughout the game? And also, do they have a fighter's chance to win this game? Because as Drew mentioned, this is really important. They could actually take the top of the AFC North with a win tonight. It is so vitally important for them to win this game. As you mentioned, it's almost, right? I mean, it's a first or worst proposition. If they win the game, they are in first place in the AFC North and they take over the four seed in the AFC. If they lose the game, uh, they tumble down the seedings and they end up in last place in the AFC North behind the Steelers who won that uh, very big game yesterday. So, you know, there's so much writing on this game. Baker Mayfield really wanted to get back for it, obviously. And, you know, I still think they can win it and you're right if they run the ball a lot and try to keep the ball out of the hands of Derek Carr now he doesn't have Darren Waller today and I think that's very very significant but he still does have Hunter Renfro and uh, you know he can put that ball up in the air with that wonderful arm of his and get some things done and the Browns are shorthanded in you know in the secondary they don't have Greg Newsom they don't have Ronnie Harrison they don't have Grant Delpit but hey the Baltimore Ravens, nobody's going to feel sorry for the Browns right now. The Baltimore Ravens almost beat the Packers yesterday when they had four more starters a great point. Uh, go on COVID-19, including like their whole already decimated secondary. So, okay. Well, we brought up the key point, I think, which is Nick Mullins is he's an above average quarterback, honestly, when he's well protected under pressure, things get a little sketchy. Uh, the same can be said about Carr, really. Carr in a, in a clean pocket without interior pressure, he's golden. Uh, as soon as you kind of get up, you know, really get in his face, particularly kind of collapsing the middle of the pocket, uh, he just he throws the ball away. He throws away quickly. He doesn't, you know, he's skipping passes like he brings out the worst in him. Now, you don't need to make the case to me that Miles Garrett is the most important defensive player in all of the NFL. <laughs> um, but I'm curious if you were making the case to the voting block and you were to say, like, look, you don't understand, like, Miles Garrett is doing something absolutely historic this season. He's the best defensive player in the football. What does that case sound like? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, all you really have to do is watch Miles Garrett play to see, you know, what he can do just in terms of size, speed, strength, uh, you know, in instincts and all of those sorts of things. Uh, you can look to his sack, strip, scoop, and score in the Ravens game and, uh, you know, that was the difference in their victory over the Ravens, which could end up being uh, one of the most important victories of the season for them. Now, having said all that, 
you know, TJ Watt, I think, is giving Miles Garrett one heck of a run for his money. He's got 17 and a half sacks right now, and he had four forced fumbles going into that game yesterday. Not sure if he got another strip yesterday or not. I, I didn't check that yet. He but. did not. No, he did not. Okay, so Drew <laughs> has his eye on this award. Trust me, he has his eye on this, this award. 17 and a half sacks <laughs> in only 12 games. That's remarkable. Okay, that's remarkable. And then when you add in those game-changing plays, and there have been many, including getting in the face of Lamar Jackson and messing up uh, that pass to Mark Andrews in the end zone. I mean, that changes the course of the AFC North right there. So right now, I think Miles uh, needs to pick it up a notch if he wants to catch up to TJ. This is going to be a huge game for the defense. And, of course, Miles Garrett tonight sitting at 3-1 to one for Defensive Player of the Year. Micah Parsons still the favorite, plus 275. And as Mary Kay alluded to, TJ Watt right up there, plus 325. You can follow Mary Kay on Twitter at Mary Kay Cabot. And she's extremely busy today and has been over the past few weeks. If you want to keep up to date with what exact's happening with the Cleveland Browns tonight, obviously with COVID injury report and everything throughout the rest of the season, follow her. She has a lot of content on cleveland.com and the plan dealer mary Kay. we so appreciate the time i know how hectic it is also i do want to say you have the prettiest christmas tree we've seen on bet the edge this holiday season <laughs> thank you and it's real by the way so yeah wow <laughs> real tree cleveland must have better trees than we get down here or out in california drew mary Kay, thank you so much we appreciate it sure thanks for having me Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet. Enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we are highlighting matchups between the Cavaliers and Celtics, Raptors and Bulls and Nuggets and Thunder. If you don't have the Predictor app yet, one, I don't know what you're doing, but also download it now. A lot of good opportunities to make some cash this holiday season on the Predictor app. I'm a little torn. I'm going to say what to think about this Cleveland Browns team, both for tonight and in the futures market. I don't have any wagers on this game. It's been so tough to follow and kind of hearing Mary Kay break this game down. I think they do have a chance to win this game. They're going to have to run the ball and Miles Garrett better have a big day along with this defense for the Cleveland Browns. Any leans before we get to edge of the day here, Drew, what you what you like in that game? I don't have anything on it other than all of my all of my all of my Browns futures like this feels like a glimmer of false hope <laughs> like like it's all gonna come crashing down uh here but you know i really thought baker and, and so many receivers and players on that team were going to be available for today's game i, I did really too. did yeah i and really like the tackle situation is what scares me because mm -hmm. as i mentioned like nick mullins he was so good when he was in a clean pocket last year he was he was top 15 in the nfl as a backup quarterback uh for that niners team and uh in epa per play for quarterbacks and uh when he was under duress he was bottom five <laughs> so it was it was you can get a clean pocket and for tonight Hyde. Um, but uh, safe to say our edge of the day is not coming in this game. It's extremely <laughs> tough to handicap. I'm just, I'm just holding my breath. Like keep the Brown, like Browns find your way into that uh, fourth seed, find your way into the uh, an AFC North win. That would be such a, such a Christmas gift for me really. And, uh, uh, we'll, we'll take Mary Kay's Christmas tree karma. what do you think? That was probably like a Frasier fur. Maybe that was a stunning nice. Frasier. Yeah, that was really, like 10 yeah, feet tall nice and absolutely tree. beautifully plump. Yeah, we'll use the Christmas karma. <laughs> really skinny one behind me. I don't know what's going on with this tree. Prettier one that you can't see to my left. But yes, the Christmas tree karma. We're going to keep the Christmas tree karma going, not only for that game, but for our edge of the day. We have four shows this week trying to find some winners. We're going to start with this Monday, Drew. Where are we headed for your favorite show? 
Well, the association is wild. Uh, if you thought it was difficult keeping track of who all is going to go for the Browns, well, you can multiply that uh, times every team across the NBA and try to figure out who's going for who. Uh, the, the injury list for Philadelphia, Boston is truly hilarious. Uh, trying to figure out you know, super meaningful players with uh, true 50-50 question marks on that game. Uh, it's also, just want to point out, it's kind of hysterical to me. My sons, my Phoenix sons last night closed eight-point favorites. Uh, against the Hornets. Hornets tonight are in Salt Lake City to play the Jazz. 11 and a half point dogs. So you're telling mm. me there's three and a half points between the Suns and the Jazz? I don't know about that. Um, but uh, an equally funny line, the sad, pathetic Lakers were seven point dogs on the close <laughs> last night to the Chicago Bulls. Guess what tonight we have? A seven point game against the mighty Houston Rockets again, and the Chicago Bulls. So basically the Lakers and the Rockets, about the same price, actually have the Rockets a little bit better than the Lakers right now, which is no. you know, as currently rostered. Um, the Rockets are playing great basketball, and uh, they're coming into this one. Uh, obviously, the Bulls did not have a ton of rust yesterday. They had a big, long layoff where two of their games got canceled. Lots mm -hmm. of rest for these guys. Uh, Zach Levine, though, still not back, and that matters. Zach Levine is a hugely important piece of this offense, particularly in their fourth quarter success. DeRozan had to do it all last night to get that win against the Lakers. Tonight against Houston, I make this a five-point game. I think Houston is playing some very, very solid basketball. And, uh, you know, realistically, we thought this was going to be a clear bottom five team in the NBA that was going to tank for a draft position. But actually, they're putting together some really solid play. Um, you know, they've had a couple of ups and downs where they've no showed in a couple of contests because, you know, really it boils down to, uh, you know, how they're deploying some of their their starting players. I'm very hopeful that uh, we've seen the last of Daniel Tice in the starting lineup for this group. He would make a great piece on some other team as, you know, kind of a veteran guy off the bench. But with this Houston Rockets team, we need to get some of these young guys more minutes. And really, uh, the Alpern Shangun minutes uh, are, are especially exciting for this Rockets team. And he's got a nice matchup against, uh, you know, a Chicago. Bulls team that doesn't really have a, a, a solid player that, to go head to head versus him off of the bench. So this is a, a decent chance, I think, for the Rockets to continue their success against a Bulls team on a back to back that is missing Zach Levine. Uh, realistically, again, this should be about a five point spread. I thought last night's game was about a five point spread, ended up with a five point margin. And as I mentioned, I had the Lakers and the Rockets at about equal strength right now. So uh, that's how far the Lakers have fallen. Wow. Well, I talk, look at the Rockets here. We were just showing some of our tools we have on NBC Sports Edge. Some money coming in on the Rockets money line. Not only the plus seven Ooh. people are liking Houston. They've been good against the number this year. 16-13-1 covering the spread. They've covered six of their last eight. You take a look at what's happening to the Bulls, um, and they fail to cover now in three straight. Give me the seven points with you. I will take the Rockets. I'm going to head uh, to the NFL game tonight, the one that I'm more intrigued in because it's a little easier to handicap in my opinion. That's right. We are going with the Vikings and the Bears. And Drew, I, I looked for a little bit to find a prop that I love and one that stood out late last night and early this morning that's kind of stayed, and I'm seeing money come in on, on both sides here. It's Justin Fields. I'm taking a look at his rushing prop right now, and I'm taking the over 37 and a half rushing yards for tonight. Vikings defense, this is an amazing point one of our researchers pointed out to me before I get to my big handicap here. Vikings defense has allowed the 10th most rushing yards to quarterbacks this season, which is huge. And, and Justin Fields, as we know, he had such a dynamic influence to this offense, which is going to be very important tonight to get the cover and maybe even the win. I think they have a, a chance to cover this seven. I like that as well. But he has 38 rushing yards in five of the last six games. He's going to have a lot of designed runs for tonight. If you take a look at this offensive line for the Chicago Bears, 
a little depleted with injuries, some question marks here. He's going to be scrambling on top of the design runs they're going to have for him. He's averaging seven and a half attempts per game over the last six games. You look back to last week, obviously they were down against the Packers, but he rushed nine times for 74 yards in, in a big game against Green Bay. He's gone over this rushing prop now in five of six games this season. As I mentioned, I'm kind of taking into account the Vikings have been able to apply pressure to the quarterback. We know that. Uh, they actually have a, a league-leading sack total, but because his ability to scramble in Justin Fields, I like this prop. He's going to be on the move along with his designed runs, which are going to be big for them to stay in this game. So 37 and a half rushing yards. I am taking the over. I think this is going to be a really good opportunity and big game for Justin Fields to get 45 plus rushing yards like he did last week against the Packers and now against his Vikings pass rush that's going to come after him. And he is going to be scrambling and he's quick. Give me Justin Fields over 37 and a half rushing yards. Good matchup. It's a really good one. Uh, obviously, the uh, some of the linebackers have lost a step for the Vikings uh, to a degree that uh, this becomes, can you get Harrison Smith in space and uh, and get the better of him if you're Fields, if you're that athletic, if you're at home? All, all of those are positive signs. I think uh, Fields over is a great look. Do you have any plays on this game before I close out the show for the Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears? 820 tonight. Sitting patiently, waiting for my Bears number when they're down two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the points the with the bears when they come back in of course against yep. the minnesota vikings maybe you're on the third quarter we'll yeah, get probably, that number yeah at halftime it's gonna be i'll say it's, it'll be like 17-3 at half people will be like god those bears are terrible i can't believe they put them in prime time again and i'm gonna be like they love bears, prime time. bears minus three second half i don't mind if we do uh and uh watch them as they close the gap and the vikings ultimately win a, with the last second field goal yeah, this got to seven this morning. I liked it uh, for Chicago right now. Minnesota laying six and a half, total 45 and a half. My favorite play, as I mentioned, taking Justin Fields and over for his rushing prop tonight. I tail you on the Rockets getting seven against the Bulls. For more picks, info, analysis, you know the deal. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com. Please subscribe, rate the podcast. If we get enough um, subscriptions and ratings, Drew's going to then text me when the kickers hurt for the Panthers a little bit earlier next time. So that matters. Keep giving me all of the uh, podcast reviews. Drew, in all serious Great job with your picks on Sunday, you guys. Hoping for some winners tonight on a short week. Four-day week here on Bet the Edge, getting ready for the holidays. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, best of luck with all your wagers. We'll see you tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.